0: Good morning, my lovely jubblies. This is DRR Show. This is episode 189 of said show. Today, we're jumping into r slash malicious compliance. So I hope you are all having a fantastic, fabulous Friday. Let's go grab your tea, your popcorn, and let's get eased into the weekend with our first story from Ancient Educator 76 We're only taking mobile orders right now. Okay, cool. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little I have taken on many assignments recently. Let's call the most recent a driver for food dude where I deliver food to people who order. I picked up three orders and towards the end of picking up the third order in a short period of time late at night, I had decided that smelling all the fast food got me hungry for a bite. I decided that upon picking up the last one over an hour before closing, I wouldn't waste my time ordering my food while picking up my last mobile. Hot food matters. Plus, I know how this is from my drive through experience. And decided I'd come back and order my own after I deliver. So I drive back to the fast food empire, and the drive through pipes in after a minute and I say, yes, I'd like to order. A rudely interrupting person says, we're only taking mobile orders right now. I explain to them that I was just here 10 minutes ago and would have ordered if I had known, and I drive for food, dude as if this would somehow change their mind because it's mobile order adjacent or something. Then I hear a bevy of people laughing and making random comments, while the main person talking repeated even more rudely, we're only taking mobile orders right now, with the background person saying, oh, fuck him. That's the guy who, before they disconnected the line. Enter malicious compliance. Well, luckily, I have a hotspot. Thank you, first job. So I simply used my iPad to make an Other Food Dude order through their location for quite the feast. I was only planning on getting a big nasty and some fries, but my order now consisted of coffee, a shaky shake, fries no salt, you know, some of the most annoying things to put together for an order. I also, while waiting in the drive-thru behind another bevy of cars, managed to change my name on the Other Food Dude app as jokes and ulysses which i know would if it works like the aloha system at my company show up in their system as jokes and you i managed to pick up my own order seeing that where my address was and where i was located was the closest one i was very thankful for this because there had been three other mobile order drivers in line any of which could have been linked with the same food delivery company so here i go finally inching up to the drive-through as one of the most annoying-looking people in the world. Maybe I'm biased, but this dude's trying to bring back the mushroom cut. Leans out way more than needed just to happily remind me, dude, we're not making anything for you. It's my turn to interrupt. Oh, it's under Jokeson, which I pronounced Jokerson like it was an actual name. I just picked up the order in line right now. So, he huffs away and they take an insanely long time making it, to the point I feel bad because they didn't have me pull around while three other cars were behind me. I even asked, hey, like, do you want me to pull around? I'm happy to wait. They just scowled and went back to making the order. They finally hand out all the things, drinks first, and I start ripping into the items in front of them as I shift into gear. The slow realization of what just happened appeared on their faces. And I regret that I only got to see it out the corner of my eye. I mean, I am always very I'm always very nice to people anyway, but I am always very, very careful how I treat people who have unsupervised access to my food. You know what I'm saying? Our next story is again from Angent Educator seventy-six. Empty your pockets, or I'm calling the police. Let's empty your store instead. So this just happened on my lunch break as I drove to the other side of town to cash in my scratcher. By other side of town, I mean across the invisible border that separates areas that can sell scratchers and areas that can't. Tribal grounds don't sell scratchers or lottery at convenience stores. I drove to this place because I wanted a soda and some snacks, you know, a healthy lunch for a teacher. And usually don't go here unless I want or need the lottery. It's a cool-looking little mum-and-pop place, but the second I stepped in, the cashier just gave me an icy stare for some reason. A little background. I have three of my five children on the autism Asperger's spectrum, and though I myself was never diagnosed as a child, I can guarantee that I have similar tendencies, and I have a feeling that my lack of proper eye contact might have something to do with the cashier's high noon stare, a realization that came to me the second I typed it in. As I'm walking into the place, I contemplated cashing the scratcher, five bucks, yay, right away, but decided I'd wait until I get my stuff and then cash it at the same time. In this indecisiveness, I found myself fumbling around in my pockets and feeling to make sure I had my car keys. A nervous habit that I have, I probably check once every 15 minutes, whether I'm in at home, on the road, or sometimes even sleeping. I can't tell you how many times I checked my pockets. But I can tell you that someone staring at me increases the frequency. I picked my items mentally, but yet again checked my pockets to see if I had enough change plus the $5 to pay for the items. It felt like I had enough, and I want to use this as a maths problem for my students. If I had 17 coins, only dimes and quarters, and it was a total of $3.05, how many of each coin did I have? As I return even. I'm deep in thought about this problem when I hear yelling or something that sounds like blah 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 police. Love you like a father, John Moloney. I look up and see a lady right in my face. Oh shit, I'd be horrible in a bank robbery. Presumably repeating herself saying, Empty your pockets or I'm calling the police. She didn't have any generalized pronunciation issues, but she for some reason super emphasized the end syllable. Just don't know how to properly depict that. It was borderline funny, and I kind of laughed as I started to comply simultaneously with the moment she took her gnarly little smoky fingers and dug her nails into my arm. She had to reach up. I'm six foot three, she's not. I like to consider my pain threshold pretty good, but this chick was seriously hurting me, trying to drag me to some place. I just went along with her, told her, calm the fuck down here, as I pulled super sharply away from her, increasingly painful grasp. She yelled at me again to empty your pockets, and then to some empty air, call the police. Time for malicious compliance, as quick as I can manage. I took the moment to think to myself, oh shit, I better empty my damn pockets right now before this gets out of hand. It was already way out of hand. It just took me a beat to realize it. I quickly started emptying my pockets, which had 32 pieces of a ripped up scratcher, three receipts, two of which showed me my hours at Mendy's, one was to a car wash or something, my wallet, a straw wrapper, and with everything I took out of my pockets, I smacked it on her checkout area individually saying, SEE, THIS ISN'T YOUR SHIT, THIS ISN'T YOUR SHIT, THIS, OH WAIT, NO, IT'S ALSO NOT YOUR SHIT. And when I got through almost everything, I skipped a few with the scratcher pieces and finally ended with the scratcher I was going to cash there. I realised that I was acting out of anger and physical pain and should probably take it down a notch. I took this opportunity to thoroughly enjoy the dastardly malice in placing an assortment of ripped up papers upon a counter. Her entire counter was covered in absolute garbage, mixed with about 5% of the surface area representing stuff I need. I'm a chipmunk, what can I say? Now she's got a mess clean up, but that is just the beginning. I then started emptying my shirt pocket, which had my teacher ID, my pens, my whiteboard marker, Yes, I keep this in my shirt pocket and yes, I wear a button-up chap shirt over my jeans. I then put my arms spread out as if to say, would you like to check anywhere else? I'm clean. She just kept shaking her head at me, shaking her head to someone off in the distance and then the cops roll up. I can't believe she actually called or had someone call the police. As the car pulled up, I just couldn't explain to you how glorious this was because, We, the lady and I, both had satisfying grins on our collective faces, her because she thought I was done for, and subsequently told me, now we'll really search you. And me, because it's none other than my school's SRO, resource officer, who just so happened to get the call somehow. I was bleeding through my shirt, and I could feel it. I don't know how this is scientifically possible, and if I read someone write this, I wouldn't believe it, but swear to god, she broke the skin through my polo shirt. What in the actual f- Anyway, Officer Gold walks in, and I was about to let on that I knew him by addressing him by name. Thank god I didn't, because not a good look. But he beat me to the punch by saying, Davis, you holding up another liquor store? With that dopey ass smile he always has. I told him, hey, I emptied my pockets, you're willing to search me, just... And he says, Rich, that won't be necessary, I can see your pockets are empty, did she watch you empty them? Is there a camera? He just continued rattling off his cop's bill, the sun beaming through his glasses from the opposite side, offering a ray of hope, then turning to the lady, ma'am, can I ask you a few questions? At which time he returned to me, about to tell me something, when he sees my arm and says. How the hell did that happen? I thought, yeah, you might want to check the camera on that one too, but just looked directly at the lady and indicated the answer we both already knew. He then turned the lady and told her to follow him, had her perp walk to the outside of the store, when immediately a kid came running out to her defense with a steady stream of energy drinks clumsily clunking behind, and Gold turned towards him, had him sit down next to his mum on the curb outside. By this time, a second police car had arrived at the scene. I had an exchange with Officer Gold, and Gold spoke with the mum while the new officer came to talk with me. She asked me the typical questions like when I got there, whether I'd been there earlier in the day, I hadn't, if I knew her or the son before today, etc. I guess, thinking about it, it wasn't exactly a streamlined series of questions, but whatever. The truth is like a priceless gem surrounded by muddy bullshit. For those wanting another example truth floats in a sea of lies she asked me if i wanted to press charges against rosie the riveter seriously i'm still throbbing right now from this woman's gi joe kung fu grip and despite the feeling of pain still throbbing through all the while pumping my blood to my increasingly annoying headache i simply told her ah, that's not necessary so long as she knows that i'm not a thief I wish I could have seen the face on Rosie when she realized she was the one about to go to jail instead of me, but I did get to see her sitting in the back of the squad car. I could describe a woman who was repeatedly shaking her head in anger, flailing about. I could portray a cold callous woman ready for her sentence to be served and to get it over with. I could tell you that she was in a flood of tears flowing down as her 20 something sun looked on from outside the car barricaded by officer gold but all of these depictions are painfully incorrect it was so anticlimactic she just sat there no anger no visible emotion whatsoever she got released from her zip tied wrists grabbing a waiting piece of paper from goldie locking the store doors and nonchalantly walking to her vehicle While all of this was happening, Officer 2 had been asking me some questions, almost trying to talk me into pressing charges, and handed me a victim's rights pamphlet. I guess in case I change my mind and want to turn this into a petty revenge story. Our next one's from Dad 64 You believe residents shouldn't get priority over street parking? Alright, no problem. I live on a cul-de-sac where I rent a back house from my landlord. There's another elderly tenant who lived inside the landlord's house I was very close with that we'll call good sir. I have these neighbours next to me who I had gotten along with for as long as I had lived here before the pandemic. The husband, we'll call him Mr. Chill, especially has been cool with me. My neighbours have three cars between them. Two belong to Mr. Chill and the wife, we'll call her Mrs. Hypocrite. And the other car belongs to their daughter, we'll call her The Hog. When the pandemic hit, Mr. Chill's family, for reasons that didn't make sense to me, suddenly stopped parking their cars in the driveway. And would park them all on the curb in front of their house as well as the hog taking the spot i usually parked in more so than her parents did finally after a few months of this going on i see the hog outside and i ask her if she wouldn't mind sharing the spot that i used to park at with me explaining my situation with being overworked and exhausted from my job she gives me an annoyed look and just responds by saying i use it i realize i'm wasting my time and tell her never mind go inside Not even five minutes later, there's a knock on the door and it's good sir letting me know that the neighbors want to talk with me. Mrs. Hypocrite is standing there all pissed looking, asking me what the problem is. I explain to Mrs. Hypocrite what I said to the hog and she apologizes for coming off so angry and says, You know, street parking is what it is, it's first come first serve, and we're not parking to try and give anyone a hard time. The conversation goes nowhere, but we end it peacefully. About a week later, I'm parking in my spot for a change, and my girlfriend comes over to visit without a child. It's summertime, and it's hot. Towards the evening, I get a knock on the door, and it's good, sir. He says the neighbours want to talk, and I see Mr Chill standing right there, and he just asks if my girlfriend can move her car because she's got a bunch of curb behind her car, but not enough for another car to fit. Before I can even say anything, Mrs. Hypocrite shows up out of nowhere and goes off on one saying, I'm sick of going back and forth about this. She's double parked and there's not enough room for another car to fit. I understand that she's your girlfriend and she's visiting, but I believe that residents should get priority parking first. (sighs) Like you guys are trying to save the parking for yourself and I'm not dealing with this anymore and she needs to move her car. I'm in complete shock and have a lot I wanted to say, but I don't. And I just go inside to ask my girlfriend to move. She thinks they're hypocrites and moves just because she feels like that's all they have to feel proud of in their lives. The only reason I gave in to them is just so my landlord doesn't get involved and risk it turning into them not wanting to renew my lease with me, otherwise I would have said something. Funny enough, even though they got pissed at my girlfriend double parking, the hog is the queen of doing that on our cul-de-sac, without Mrs. Hypocrite telling her anything. Last year in November, Goodsir wasn't doing too well and went into hospice care, eventually passing away, unfortunately. He gave me his car as a gift and a thank you for being family to him. I now had two cars, two spots, and an idea. Enter, somewhat petty, malicious compliance. Mrs. Hypocrite says that the street parking is first come, first serve, and that residents should have priority over the parking. Well then so be it. I only need to use one car and the other can just stay parked. Since I'm a resident, I decided to park whichever car I'm not using in the spot that I would normally park at and swap them out every two weeks in rotation. My girlfriend parks where good sir used to. The hog, her boyfriend and Mrs. Hypocrite have not touched that spot since I started doing this since one of my two cars is always there. As a little bonus too, Mrs. Hypocrite put one of their cars they aren't using back in the driveway, and when there's a party going on and all the parking's taking up, the spot in front of their house is sometimes open and since again I'm a resident and the guests have taken all the other spots, well, I guess I do need the spot to park after all, right? Sorry Mrs. Hypocrites and or the hog, I guess you'll just have to park around the block and take a nice walk to get your house. I'm only following what you believe the parking rules should be. Rest in peace, good sir. I miss you every single day. I'll always love you as my own family. And that is it for this episode, ladies and gentlemen. I can't wait to see you in the next one. Until then, peace out, take care, have a wonderful weekend. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.